0: There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying?
2: It's been a sad week in Nashville as our country music family mourns the loss of the legendary Loretta Lynn. We wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded the day before her passing, and we will definitely share some special stories and memories of her in next week's episode. The Amazon Music Playlist Rediscover Loretta Lynn is a great place to remember the incredible body of work she gave us. In the meantime, we're sending all of our love to Loretta's family, and fans. Thank you, Miss Loretta. You'll be missed.
1: Like, y'all's Walmart don't even have an airbrush stand. I realize that that's not the norm. No. I didn't didn't know until I left Arkansas that not all high schools uh, have the day off for the opening day of deer season. It was called Deer Day. You're lying. (laughs) It's the beginning of modern rifle season. Is it not Deer Day? And people are like, what? And I'm like, oh. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) hang on. That's backward, and I need to put it in my list of things that are backward. Hey, this is Scotty McCreary. I'm Maren Morris. We are Brothers Osborne. Osborne. And I'm Luke Combs. Greetings from Lindyville. I'm Ashley McBride. Country Heat Weekly starts now.
2: That's right. This podcast is coming to you direct from Lindyville today. I'm Kelly Sutton. Where is Lindyville, you may ask? Somewhere deep in the back hidden corridors of Ashley McBride's imagination.
0: (laughs) And we are road tripping there today, friends. I'm Amber Anderson. And yes, Lindyville is a fictional town. And apparently, Kaylee Hammock and brothers Osborne live there too. Okay. If you're confused, don't worry. We
2: are going to learn all about it today when Ashley McBride takes center stage to share her new
0: album, Ashley McBride Presents Lindyville. And we kick off Country Music Month with the first of four segments where we will rediscover the lives and work of some trailblazing women in country music. This week, we'll dig into the tumultuous life and career of Tammy Wynette.
2: Before we get to all of that, it has been another very busy week here in Nashville. Kelly and Amber's excellent adventures have had us hopping all across town, listening
0: to artists perform songs from the Country Heat playlist. So, Amber, where do you want to start? Well... You know, I'm going to want to start with Jordan Davis's two sold-out shows at the Ryman Auditorium. (laughs) Of
2: course you are. Okay, before the first show, his label had a little rooftop hang with Jordan on 5th and Broadway. He seemed
0: really relaxed and not nervous at all, right? No, no. In fact, he brought up the bet we have with Florida LSU. (laughs) Uh He's like, it's getting close. (laughs) Both of us are not confident. Good. Um... But yeah, it was a really, it was a beautiful night, first of all, on the rooftop. You can see the Ryman, you could see the Batman building. Mm-hmm. And it was just a cool industry hang. He got to walk around and talk to everybody ahead of this really huge show. I did see, for all my Titans fans out there, Ryan Tannehill, quarterback of Tennessee Titans, was in the building. Okay, I saw him walk in and I was like, okay. This is, this is big time. <laughs> and just to drop the little
2: sports knowledge I have, we finally got a W, so maybe Jordan was the good luck charm. I would say that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> he started the show with a song that we have on the Country Heat playlist right now called What My World Spins Around. I
3: can't imagine me living without this
2: back 40 view our peace and ground Watching you watch the
0: sun going down That's what my world spins around
2: Of course, he played his new single, Next Thing You Know, along with all of his hits and pretty much every other song that he's recorded. (laughs) So, Amber, were the playlists the same on both
0: nights? They were, but different in some ways. So, for one, um, Seaforth opened both nights. They are incredible. If you're not familiar with Seaforth, I command you, go get familiar with Seaforth. I do love them. They are incredible. The first night, Seaforth has a song they collaborated with Jordan on called Good Beer. And they did that in their own set. But the second night, Jordan did it in his set and brought them out with him. Oh, cool. But the first night, Jordan brought out Danielle Bradbury and they did Midnight Crisis. So I think that was the alternating difference with those two. But what I loved about the second night is he kind of did a second encore and came out and did some deep cuts from Home State, like Dreamed You Did. That one, everybody was on their feet for that one and and really got into it. You can just tell he was super emotional. And another thing I loved about the first night is it was pretty industry heavy, the first night. Mm-hmm. And I could look across and see his brother and uh, the Jenkins brothers that he wrote by Dirt with and Josh Dore and some other songwriter friends of his just, you know, kind of being in the moment with him. And he was shouting them out and... That was really special, I think, to watch songwriters watch songs come Mm, to life on stage, especially in the Ryman. That's just a very, very special moment for everyone involved. So
2: it was a good couple nights. I just have to say, I think there was a big missed opportunity, though. Okay. No Luke.
0: No Luke. Yeah, come on. We all thought there was going to be Luke.
2: No Luke Bryan. I mean, (laughs) Jordan and Luke are double CMA nominated for their duet by Dirt, both single and song of the year. We are in the final stretch of voting, people. So I was thinking, especially the first night when they had that VIP hang, there were so many press and industry people all there. I really thought Luke would have just come out to do By Dirt and drum up votes for the CMA Awards. I mean, he needs to remind people how great that song is.
0: And it honestly, it would have been perfect because that is what Jordan did for his official encore is By Dirt. But nope, Luke wasn't at the show Maybe he was working on American Idol or something. He's a busy guy.
2: He is a busy guy. Missed opportunity. Okay. Next party to hop over to, a very cool, immersive experience celebrating Lainey Wilson's new album. Yes. This was really
0: unique. So her record label took over this cute little house in West Nashville. I'm guessing it was an Airbnb. And so when you checked in, they gave everyone wireless earbuds and a QR link to the album. Nice. Yeah, and then as you worked your way through each room in the house, you'd listen to a song and the room was decorated to be themed like the song. Yeah, for
2: example, in the kitchen, we heard the track called Grease and there was food to eat and stuff all over the counter and it looked like you were kind of on the set of a music video for the song. Then there was a vanity with makeup and spilled nail polish in one of the bedrooms and you would hear the song and then see the lyrics around the
0: room. I mean, it was really cool. And then once you went through the house, you get to the backyard, and then there was a bar and quilts and afghans to sit on, and then Lainey performed a few songs from the album.
2: I mean, this was one of those only-in-Nashville nights. Great weather, people from all facets of the music industry, and Lainey said
0: they just wanted to do something to thank everyone for the support that she's gotten over the last couple years. Laney's album, Bell Bottom Country, comes out on October 28th, and she's going to be a guest on the podcast the next week. Make sure you give us a follow. I'm at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm at Hey, it's Amber A. Laney was also part of our final party hop stop. On Friday night, John Party headlined Ascend Amphitheater, which is an outdoor venue in downtown Nashville. It was a perfect night, gorgeous weather. Priscilla Block had the opening spot with Laney in the middle. Highlight for sure was when John Party's crew dressed up in bell-bottoms and
2: ladies' merch (laughs) and then came out when she performed her rendition of, I think I'll just stay here and drink.
0: You know, I love it when country stars prank each other. I really (laughs) do. And I feel like we don't seem to have as much of that going on as we used to, but bring it on. We need all the laughs these days. Absolutely. Okay, so scrolling
2: through the country playlist right now, John is on there with Last Night Lonely. That's from his new album, Mr. Saturday Night. Then Lainey's fresh collaboration with Hardy, Wait in the Truck,
0: it's on there. But she did not do that one at the show. No, she didn't. Hardy was at the other end of the state, as we'll talk about in a minute. But back to the concert, Priscilla Block also has a track on the playlist called Off the Deep End.
2: Okay, so I think we've pretty much taken care of the heat index. You can check out the Country Heat playlist exclusively on Amazon Music. Just look for the Zach Brown Band
0: on the cover. We covered a lot of ground for what's cooking, too. But yep. just to be sure, let's hit the kitchen and see if there's anything else heating up in country music. First up, we want to send all of the healing vibes to Hardy and his crew members that were involved in a bus accident last weekend. You may have seen Hardy's Instagram post. As of the time we were recording this, his bus driver is still hospitalized, and it sounds really serious.
2: So here's what we know about it. They were heading home from a show in Bristol, Tennessee on Saturday night when the accident occurred. It was around 2.30 in the morning, right as they entered Davidson County. So they were not far from home. Now, Hardy was released from the hospital, but he has to heal over the next few weeks, and he's probably going to have to miss some shows. He's scheduled to play in Arlington, Texas this coming weekend.
0: One other event in Nashville last week that we didn't make it to, but Annie on our staff did, was CMT's next Women of Country Showcase at City Winery. Gosh, I wish I could have been there. (laughs) I was watching it all play out on Instagram. (laughs) We want to shout out CMT for working really hard to showcase diversity in country music and raise up women's voices, both of which we try really hard to do here at Country Heat Weekly as well.
2: Reese Palmer was an event host as well as a performer, and the show was done in the same style as a songwriter's round. Well, two rounds, technically. Now, if you haven't been to a songwriter's round before, it's basically a showcase where all of the artists are on stage together, all lined up on stools. Each one does a song, and they go down the line. They usually tell the story behind the song as well. Right, right. Okay, check out this lineup. Ashlyn Craft, Renee Blair, Brittany Spencer, Chapel Hart, Harper Gray,
0: Madeline Edwards, And Amazon music artist to watch, Morgan Wade. I mean, no wonder the show was sold out. Oh my gosh. The war and treaty even made a surprise appearance. I'm even more jealous now. They were there to watch the show, and when Reese and CMT's Leslie Fram noticed, they coaxed them to the stage for performance. The husband and wife duo Michael Trotter Jr. and Tanya Trotter praised Reese for her endless support over the years and then dedicated their performance of blank page to her. The couple earned the only standing ovation of the night. Their performance was just captivating.
2: Every time they do the Opry, I cry. I mean, they're insane. Amazing. I love them so much. And I love that they were there just to watch the show, and then they get pulled up on stage. <laughs> right. That's so Nashville. Um, did you see Luke Bryan added 12 more dates to his Las Vegas residency? Maybe that's where he was instead of being on stage with Jordan. <laughs> probably. He was probably. signing another contract in Vegas. The next batch is in February
0: and April of 2023. And like we said, he's a busy guy. That's right. I actually texted you this morning, but when are we going back to Vegas, Kelly? <laughs> We've been trying to get there, but so many of our friends are performing out there right now.
2: Well, we saw some dates at the end of December that we're very interested in.
0: Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars.
2: The problem is they're not all there at the same time. So, like, Luke and Carrie are in rotation in the same theater.
0: I don't even know how those dates would track with, like, Miranda's new show. Well, we're going to have to just do some research, and see if any of those coincide with December 30th and 31st in Bruno Mars, and we will make something work. (laughs) We need a spreadsheet. (laughs) We do. Well, and if we see Luke at Crash My Playa, then we could try to catch both Carrie and Miranda in Las Vegas. Okay. We're going to work on all of this and
2: get back to everybody on it. Okay. I'm on it. I'm on it. (laughs) Okay. Last episode, we talked about CMT Artist of the Year special, and since we recorded that show, we've learned that Alan Jackson will be given the Artist of a Lifetime Award during the broadcast.
0: That makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, is there a more famous country music video than Chattahoochee? Probably not.
2: (laughs) Ripped jeans, cowboy hat, on water skis, (laughs) iconic.
0: There are five artists of the year being celebrated on CMT on October 14th. Go back and listen to our last episode for all the scoop on that, including how it's a full circle moment for two of the honorees, Kane Brown and Walker Hayes. Now, we have a couple of pieces of news from the Country Music
2: Hall of Fame this week. First up, they've extended Martina McBride's The Power of Her Voice exhibit until next July. Seriously, no matter when you come to Nashville, the Hall
0: of Fame just needs to be on your to-do list. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's a new exhibit they just opened called Western Edge, which explores the California country and rock scene from the 1960s through the 1990s. So we're talking the Flying Burrito Brothers, Graham Parsons, Dwight Yoakam, The Desert Rose Band
2: and even the Eagles. I interviewed the Desert Rose Band last week. Oh, you did? It was so cool. And let me just say if the Eagles were to come out today with Hotel California, it would absolutely play on country radio. So this exhibit has several components to it. Yes, it's a museum exhibit with stage clothes and guitars and handwritten lyrics from all the artists. But there is also a book and an Amazon playlist
0: that corresponds with it. That's right. Amazon Music curated the official playlist for this exhibit. We're going to dig into it further next week on the pod. But in the meantime, feel free to ask Alexa. Play the playlist, Western Edge. The playlist, Western Edge,
1: L.A. Country Rock on Amazon Music.
2: We're going to take a really quick break, but as always, we will give you something to ponder until we come back. We're going to read a quote from a country star and you try to guess who said that. And helpful hint, the artist this week is more of a veteran artist, not someone on the Country Heat playlist right now. Ooh, we're mixing it up. Okay, what's the quote? The quote is... It's just a lifestyle. You know, when you're born in Ohio, they give you an Ohio State onesie at the doggone
0: hospital. Was this said by someone who thinks it's a good thing or no? Because I kind of want to follow that up with, bless their hearts. (laughs) No more hints. No more hints. We'll play the audio
2: when we come back.
1: Hey, y'all, it's Thomas Schritt. This is Walker Hayes.
2: And I'm Carly Pierce.
1: I'm Dustin Lynch. There's more Country Heat Weekly on the way.
0: Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed
2: identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at Bluenile.com for $50 off. Bluenile.com
0: code AUDIO. Have you been racking your brain trying to think of country stars from Ohio? Take a listen.
1: It's just a lifestyle, you know. When you're born in Ohio, I mean, they give you an Ohio State onesie at the bag on hospital.
2: Gary, Gary Levox, <laughs> the former Rascal Flatts lead singer, has his entire man cave dedicated to Ohio State. Gary predicts it will be Ohio State and Alabama in the national championship this year. You know, you got to go
0: with your home team. You got to have faith in your home team. I guess so. And he might not be far off. I mean, they're ranked number three right now, behind Alabama and Georgia. Go dogs. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: That's the only thing I can say when it comes to sports is go dogs.
0: <laughs> Today's guest is an Arkansas native who began writing songs when she was just 12 years old. She got her start performing in biker bars. Ashley McBride released her major label debut album, Girl Going Nowhere, in 2018, and shortly thereafter picked up new artist trophies from both the ACM and the CMA.
2: Earlier this year, she earned her first number one for her duet with Carly Pearce, Never Wanted to Be That Girl, and she is heading into
0: this year's CMA Awards with five nominations. Ashley will have plenty of new music to take on the road because of her latest collaborative project, Ashley McBride Presents Lindyville, which is a wild ride that I cannot wait to dig into.
1: <laughs> Welcome, Ashley, to Country Thank Weekly. Thank you. <laughs> you giggled when I said five nominations. Yeah, because that's that's giggle material. It is. It's, it's, right? It's okay. I mean, it's okay to get butterflies about that. Is that right? what it
2: was, the yeah, butterflies? Yeah, your stomach yeah. just kind
1: of drops a little bit when you... Remember watching the CMAs growing up, and then you see your face as one of the thumbnails, and, and, and as five of the thumbnails five. this time. Wow. Right? Yes. And when you see your face up there next to Miranda's, and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was going to do a thing, and I did it.
3: Uh, I you was going to do this
1: thing, and then it happened, and, and I did. I'm like, oh, my god! Which is kind of how we get this record, too, because that just started as, um, you know what would be cool and that's how the whole thing happened. It would be it would be cool if, and then a whole bunch of those in a row became a record.
2: And nobody nobody said no, basically. You just kept going down the road, Which right? is weird. <laughs> I thought about that, too, so when many I heard things about this. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not going to say should have at yeah. all, because I love how things are going. But so many things could have been a no, where I'm like, hey— I know we're on a break. I call, I'm calling it the, the Great Separation. Okay. So during the Great Separation, we're writing songs as we can, and we're trying to do it safely. But then I'm like, hey, let's put six of us in a house. Probably going to say no. And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay. But what we're going to do is we're going to take all these characters that we've developed over the years, and we're going to try to give them neighbors. And then we're going to maybe give them a town to live in. It could happen. We might just write a whole bunch of songs, and then nothing else happens. And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay, hang on. <laughs> Let me call Brandy Clark. Hey, are you available? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, wow. Okay, so then we went and did it. And then it was like we get back home and I'm like, let's listen to these songs, playing it for friends and everything. And they're like, this is so cool. And I'm like, we should do something with this. But no one's gonna let us spend money on this, right? And then they're like, yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well then, but what if I want to make it a record? And they're like, Yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want John Osborne to be band leader. And they were like, ask him. And I'm like, hang, okay. (laughs) Smarty pants. I want John Osborne to produce it. And they're like, ask him. So I did. And John was like, yep. I'm like, holy. (laughs) screen light. Right? So we make it. And then I'm like, well, we need to make our proper third record as well. Yep. Like, "Uh uh-huh. So we can't do both. Like, yes, you can. Like, okay. Um, (laughs) Okay, then I want to put them both out. And they're like, yes. How does that happen? I don't know,
2: but thank goodness. It's I'm meant to be. Right? That's how that happens.
1: I think these these ideas and these characters and these songs just demanded from the universe that they be put out. There was nothing I could have done to stop it. <laughs> and if it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else, right? They would have been like, you know what would be weird? is <laughs> if we did a bunch of weird things and made that a record. <laughs> And then it made people giggle. And then it made people be like, oh, and like, ooh, that was dark. Or like, ooh, heavy. And then, oh, but this, what a nice time. Mm-hmm. This was such fun to listen to. And I'm like, thanks. So for our listeners, let's
0: back up a second. Yes. Lindyville gets its name from songwriter Dennis Lindy. Yes. Tell us about his unique style of writing, how it inspired you and the whole crew to create these characters and come up with this concept.
1: So Nicolette Hayford and Aaron Tier and I were writing. One day, and I was, I'm not proud of it, but I was a little bit hungover, mm. which happens. Happens. Right? Right. Especially in our late 30s kids <laughs> mm-hmm. for like days. Um, <laughs> I wasn't feeling great. And so we wrote a song called Blackout Betty, which is my nickname for when I've um, partied too hard. Um, again, not proud of it, it's just fact. <laughs> and when you have anxiety really, really bad, then you kick your own ass the whole time that you're hungover. And so we wrote this song about that. And we needed that in country music. Anyway, we needed that point of view. And then I thought, we've got Blackout Betty. Um, Nicolette wrote Shut Up Sheila with okay. Mark Chisholm, also a true story. Uh, Aaron ray wrote Jesus Jenny, also a true story. Nicolette and I wrote together Livin' Next to Leroy. True story was her neighbor in Florida. Um, and I so said, we've got all these characters. We did not mean for all of them to be alliteration. <laughs> right? <laughs> but what we should do is give them neighbors— and then give them a place to live. So we just did. So we knew we had characters, and then we knew we would need more. And once we did that, we're like, wow, we've written a bunch of character-driven songs, and we've built them a town. So we have to recognize that we're not the first people to have character-driven songs. Dennis Lindy was the OG, best there was, at writing character-driven songs. And then also it helps that he had drawn a map and had invented a town and then invented characters and then wrote those songs about those characters. So we're backward, we got there the opposite direction, but we thought it would be the only right thing to do would be to give credit where credit was due and say, this town has to be called Lindyville and there has to be something named after Dennis in the town and we decided that the ballpark would be Dennis Lindy Park.
2: Oh, okay, so that. for everyone listening, he wrote um, Goodbye Earl.
1: Yeah, Queen of my Double Eyed Trailer.
2: Uh, John
1: Deere Green. John Deere Green, Bubba I Shot mean, the Jukebox. So, Hunka Hunka Burning Love. He wrote that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, right? You're looking through the wiki and you're like, oh, yeah. You're like, <laughs> are you joking me? Wow. Right. And this dude wrote Solo. And I don't think he liked To People. Okay. Mm. Like you, you'll hear people tell stories about he was like kind of a hermit um, uh-huh. and he loved Andy Griffith. And that makes me happy.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the antithesis of Andy Griffith's hometown is oh, yeah. Lindyville. Yeah, the anti-Mayberry. <laughs> yeah, the anti-Mayberry. Is, is Lindyville. <laughs> we'll be back with more conversation with Ashley McBride after a word from our sponsor.
1: Hey, we don't ask, we don't tell. Dinosaur sign. Okay, so this album
2: has commercial breaks, and yeah. I am living for I it. I mean, this is small town radio at its absolute finest. Thank you, it's thank you. I so always good. wanted
1: my own radio show.
2: Really, I you did. could
0: you could do it.
1: Thank so you so easily.
2: I mean, how did you decide? who was going to record what because I do love that too
1: about the album. It's like, you know, John's coming in on one and then you're yeah. hearing Brandy and we've got TJ and like, and I know that it's weird to put a record out that's like the new Ashley McBride record but I'm singing lead on t- like two songs. Right. And the jingles and, and the jingles. I'm harmonies on nearly every track. Um, so that was another thing that sh- that could have gotten a, a no. I'm going to put a record out that's me but there's a bunch of other people singing on it. And first of all, TJ could sing anything yes. and make it sound delicious. So I wanted him on there. And we were when we were thinking about what other female voice, we've got me, Brandy, Nicolette. You know who would be perfect would be Kaylee Hammock. Mm-hmm. And she's been on board since we had the retreat and wrote the songs because I came home and was hanging out. Um, thanks to Miranda, me and Kaylee and to Neil, we all became friends during the Fooled Around and Fell in Love phase. And... Um, And so I was playing those work tapes for her. So when I called and said, would you want to be one of the characters in Lindyville? She was like, what time? What day? Like, okay, well, actually tomorrow at 12. And she was like, I'll be there. There's a song called If These Dogs Could Talk. And one of the verses is, there's a mean little poodle we call Cranky Doodle riding high in Lynette's Vera Bradley. Kaylee could be that character that carries the dog around, even if it's not a poodle, and she just says it's a poodle, and it's not a Vera Bradley, <laughs> but that's what she calls the bag. These dogs can talk. They'd sure tell on you.
2: Okay, so one of the songs on the album that you didn't write was a cover of the Everly Brothers classic, When Will I Be Loved. Yes. So how did that fit in? Because surprisingly, when I first heard it, I'm listening to this whole album,
1: I'm like, <gasps> Oh, but yeah, no, it totally, it it fits. That's how I felt because it was, John Peets and I were talking and he was like, how do you feel about putting When Will I Be Loved on this record? At the time we were having this discussion, it was in my live show. Um, when we did the Ryman shows, that was the song that I wanted to do with each female each night because there, there's no better vocalist than Miss Ronstadt. And I think it's really cool to be able to try and honor her. Um, not that we would ever fill the shoes. But then at first I was like, I don't really know if I want to put a cover on this record that is so original. Mm -hmm. But he Mm -hmm. said, listen to it this way. Are are the lyrics, are we deviating at all from this storyline? I was like, oh, no, because when we drop into the record, there's a fight in the trailer park. Somebody got cheated on. And then you meet all these other human disasters and have all these other wonderful moments. And then these women have finally been like, you know what? When am I gonna get the good stuff? And then right after that, they set all of Marvin's shit on fire.
0: Bonfire Tina's. bonfire at Perfect segue. That's what I was gonna ask about next. <laughs> this powerful female anthem, Bonfire at Tina's. Tell us about this one. Who all sings on this one?
1: This one is all of us. It's Nicolette Tafford, me, Kaylee Hammock, and Brandy Clark, and also Connie Harrington. And John Osborne and all those light it up, light it up, light it up. Oh, that's all of us. Everybody that was in the in the studio. The engineers were coming in and singing with us on that. Um, I love love that song. Smile.
2: The picture. I mean, this no, is a movie. It is Ashley. It's a movie. I'm watching. It's the credits like Fried right Green now. Magnolias. Fried Green Magnolias <laughs> is exactly and Raising Arizona thrown yeah. on a little of that. You yeah, know, I can see it being shot like that. I I love mm-hmm. everything about this. So, if we were in Lindyville,
1: what would our characters be? Oh my gosh, we should do like a quiz. Like, what's your Lindyville? Yes, name?
2: yes, yes, yes. Like yeah. a Buzzfeed. Like, are you more this or are you more that?
1: Yeah, so like when you drink too much, yeah, are you like mouthy and oh. mean, or are you like everybody's friend? Or I'm real chatty.
2: I want to dance. Okay, yeah, I'm everybody's friend, and I want everyone to drink with me.
1: Okay, all right, yes. So your name is is Deanna. Okay, I I can and feel that, feel, <laughs> and I, I don't that. know why, but it has to do with dancing. Okay, that's fine. Okay, no dancing with you
0: when you drink. I'm I'm I don't drink a lot. No problem. It's not required. I'm I mellow okay. out, and I'm always trying to just stay out of trouble. <laughs> trying to <laughs> a- like, avoid I confrontation. Trying to avoid confrontation at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows this about me.
3: <laughs> so I pacemaker.
0: would probably be the one at you're the, the bonfire, being like, "Do you want to go talk to her while you're
1: here?" <laughs> right, and like, can everyone just hand me their keys? I yes. just need, I just need to know that no one is driving. That's me. All right, so you're very sensible. Mm-hmm. We'll have to think of a very, what's a really sensible. <laughs> Small town name. Carol would work. Carols are usually pretty sensible people. They are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. With an E on the end. Carol with an E. Yeah, Carol. It is true. It's true.
2: (laughs) Because her parents also loved Christmas carols. Of course. Yes, Okay. good,
1: good Christian family. Yeah.
2: Okay, before we leave the town of Lindyville, yes, because we know it only has one stoplight, so we're going to stop right at that stoplight before we say goodbye that's and wave right. to all of our friends. The album ends with a song called Lindyville. It's written from the perspective of the town's clock tower, right? Yeah. That was so brilliant because you don't, you don't think that's what it's written from until you get a little bit further
1: into the song and you're like, <gasps> and that's because we didn't know. Oh. So as we wrote each song, we didn't decide the storyline to anything before. We just wrote the songs. So as we're writing Lindyville, and we're like, oh, we should really t- tie a bow around everything. So if these dogs could talk, that starts the Lindyville song with, the dogs are howling at the moon tonight. Um, and the breeze is blowing through the trees just right, and blah, 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 blah. And then you, the next part is, Betty had just one glass of wine. I managed not to drink too much. um and then patty fell asleep without her pills and there's nothing but stars over lindyville so everything even though we've shown you how much of a wreck we all are we're still able to go but sometimes stuff's okay Mm -hmm. that's the song where you get to hear leroy and patience have laid down to rest with her little brown face laying on his chest like and then you're like oh my gosh leroy adopted the dog um and everything's just okay for a minute, and then we're like, "But who is the one person who would have been? Is it like the mayor? Yeah, who gets to say? Or are we like omniscient? We're this. Oh, we. Oh, we're now we're a deity. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not doing that. We had church at the strip club, um, and then like that chorus is. You know, I've seen parades and I've seen I've seen fires. And I'm like, who would have seen the bonfire at Tina's and all the parades in town? The town square's been there the longest. Those usually have a clock, which So that last verse wrote itself. I've been keeping time on the courthouse square since their daddy's daddies put me here. And tonight I wish I could just stand still, because look at those stars over Lindyville. And it's a nice way to be like, you know what? I should look up. I should look up right now and go, everything's really okay right now. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's so good. Thank you. I mean, it's incredible. I hope that it feels like when you get done listening to the record. And tonight, I wish I could just stand still. Because look at those stars over Lindyville. There's nothing but stars over Lindyville.
0: Everyone is going to be as in love with Lindyville as we are. It's amazing. Thank you so much for being with us.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me. We can't wait for the merch. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Big purple dinosaur, everything.
2: As we mentioned, we are doing a special series during Country Music Month celebrating four women in country music who have bucked the norms, defied the odds, and blazed their own trail. We begin with the turbulent, often tragic career of Tammy Wynette. Now, on paper, it seems like she lived the ultimate rags-to-riches story. Raised by her grandparents on a Mississippi cotton farm, Tammy would go on to earn the highest honors in country music, membership in both the Grand Ole Opry
0: and the Country Music Hall of Fame. She was a powerhouse vocalist that Dolly Parton called one of the most unique stylists in the music industry. But another fellow Hall of Famer, Brenda Lee, told historian Ken Burns that Tammy's snatches at happiness were few and far between, and you didn't know how to fix it. Married five times, the life of Tammy Wynette really was a country song. So we mentioned she was raised by her grandparents. Her father died when she was an infant, and her mother moved to Memphis to work in a factory during World War II. Tammy got married at 17 a month before she graduated high school.
2: By the time she was 23, she was divorced with three daughters working as a beautician. She supplemented her income and fueled her passion by singing on morning television. That
0: earned her an extra $45 a week. After moving to Nashville in 1966, Tammy found support in producer and songwriter Billy Sherrill, who gave her the name Tammy. Her real name
2: was Virginia. The first song she released professionally was the heartbreaking ballad, Apartment Number 9. This was the song that Loretta Lynn heard and thought to herself, I've got competition.
3: And the sun will never shine
0: in Apartment number 9. Apartment number 9 didn't even crack the top 40, but it got Tammy noticed around town. That sorrowful ache in her voice came from real-life pain. She had better luck on the
2: charts with the up-tempo number called, Your Good Girl's Gonna Go Bad. This made it to number three and allowed Tammy to have a little fun singing about how she was going to redecorate her home and make it more like the bar her husband spent all of his time at.
0: Tammy married again in 1967. Her second marriage was to a Nashville songwriter, and although his name isn't in the credits, the dissolution of their marriage the very next year gave Tammy two of her biggest hits to date.
2: Her first number one song was, I Don't Wanna Play House. Oh, what a gut punch in those lyrics.
1: when she played house. My daddy said goodbye.
0: That song was written by her producer, Billy Sherrill and Glenn Sutton. Any relation, Kelly? Oh, Uncle Glenn? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh,
2: (laughs) I don't think we're related. Okay, that song hurts to listen to.
0: I mean, they just don't play sad songs like that on country radio anymore. They did in the late 60s, though. Tammy's next hit was the classic spelling lesson that Tammy said fit her life completely at the time.
1: Our D-I-V-O-R-C-E
3: becomes final today.
2: Well, the reason for her D-I-V-O-R-C-E was G-E-O-R-G-E Jones. That's a whole other story. Anyway, although the song eventually did get to the top of the charts, there were stations who refused to play it because it spelled out
0: H-E-L-L. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> My, how times have changed. <laughs> this theme of how
2: children perceive their parents' marriage really worked for Tammy. She'd revisit it again in 1972 for the song Bedtime Story. And this poem. In 1973, Ford Kids Say the Darndest Things.
3: My four-year-old said I want a divorce. Now where did
1: she hear that?
0: Okay, but wait, we have to go back to 1968 to talk about her signature song.
2: Okay, where to even
0: start with this one? Tammy didn't want to record it, and she co-wrote it. Yeah, but she was in the midst of her second divorce when she was recording, and her producer really had to talk her into it. And thank goodness he did. It quickly soared to the top of the charts,
2: became the biggest hit of her career, sold 5 million copies, won a Grammy, and helped her win CMA Female Vocalist of the Year trophies the next three
0: years in a row. But this was the late 60s. The feminist movement was gaining steam and they were burning bras, not standing by their man.
2: True, and some 30 years later, future First Lady Hillary Clinton pointed out, standing by your man was not always a great idea or even a good one.
1: You know, I'm not sitting here as some little woman standing by my man like Tammy Wynette.
0: Tammy always defended the tune, though, saying if you listen to the lyrics, it wasn't that women were secondary. It was just that sometimes you have to overlook the guy's shortcomings. Because after all, he's He's just just a a man. man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) While topping the charts in the early 70s as a solo artist, she was concurrently finding success with fellow country music star, George Jones, who she was touring with.
0: We're going to save their duets for a future rediscover of their own because, as it is, we can't get to all 17 of Tammy's number one hits as a solo artist.
2: What we can do, however, is talk about the influence of her music on future generations. Faith Hill, Leanne Womack, Winona, Trisha Earwood, Carly Pierce. I mean, the list of people who can
0: cite her as an influence is long. Don't forget Kelly Pickler, who wrote and recorded Where's Tammy Wynette for her 2012 album, 100 Proof.
1: Where's Tammy Wynette we need her?
2: Oh, and not that long ago, Reba had a song called Tammy Wynette Kind of Pain. This
0: is Tammy Wynette. We're talking Tammy Wynette. Kind of pain. That was on her 2019 album, Stronger Than the Truth, more than 50 years after Tammy first topped the chart.
2: Now, if you want to learn more about this wild roller coaster life Tammy lived,
0: two of her daughters have written books. You aren't kidding. There was an attempted kidnapping that may or may not have been staged, drug addiction, health troubles. Tammy's life was truly a tragedy, and we lost her when she was just 55 years old.
2: But her music lives on, and it's waiting to be rediscovered on the Amazon Music Playlist, Rediscover Tammy Wynette. the theme of We Are Country for Country Music Month next week when we welcome
0: in Nikki Guyton to the podcast. And she's got new music to talk about. And we are fast-forwarding through time in our Rediscover segment from Tammy Wynette this week to Casey Musgraves next week. I love that we're showcasing these trailblazing women. Me too. Later in the month,
2: we're going to rediscover Katie Lang and Tanya Tucker. Plus, we'll introduce you
0: to Sam Williams, the son of Hank Williams Jr. There's a lot of country music in his DNA. But if you were to answer the question asked in Waylon Jennings' 1975 hit, Are You Sure Hank Did It This Way? Well, he definitely did not. (laughs) He did not. He's doing it his own way. All right, tell us who you want to hear on the
2: show and use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly and we'll give you a shout out on next week's episode.
0: We learned something in this week's burning question. Be specific. Originally, we were asking the stars what their first concert was. So we got answers from Brooke Eden and Bailey Zimmerman. Uh, Teddy Swims. Tesla, Pop Evil. Pop Evil? I don't even know what that is. Is that a band or a genre? So then we decided it might be better to ask their first country concert, which really didn't help Kelsey Ballerini.
2: Oh, I'm forgetting everything. I've never been to a concert before in my life. Um, I've never seen a show. My first concert ever was... Britney Spears, is that that doesn't answer your question, but it's an, it's an answer to a question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this game is harder than it looks, people. Here are the life-changing first country concerts for Karen Fairchild, Frank Ray, and Mickey Guyton.
1: A Creech Boys. Brooks and Dunn and George Strait were co-headlining at the San Antonio Rodeo.
0: My first country concert I went to was Keith Urban. Keith is an
2: answer, but he also gave an answer.
1: Well, I was five years old. And
2: my dad got tickets to go and see Johnny Cash.
0: Happy Country Music Month, everyone. Country Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by
2: Debbie Daughtry. Production assistance from Tim Einenkel, Annie Reuter, Madeline
0: O'Connell and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Plews, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Essential production support comes from our dogs, Marley,
2: Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Jake, Osmo, Abby, Opie, and Banjo, all of whom, thankfully, cannot talk.
0: Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music, the Wondery app, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop.
3: Murder on My Mind, a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus, explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them.